and welcome to another edition of Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Brought to you by Hale Multimedia, website and mobile app development for over 25 years. That's HaleMultimedia.com. Now listen in and join me online at DiggingDeeper.us. This is a very serious subject. We want to pray for these children and for all humans who are trafficked. And uh, just pray that the scourge of human trafficking and child sex trafficking and all the death and destruction of people's lives will just someday stop. Yeah. I mean, before we get to heaven, I know we have an escape because we have heaven. But right. what happens to the poor souls before that? We just want to do something, so please be encouraged by this. I know it's an ugly segment, but we, we uh, have to take a look at it. We're going to start off with Scott McKay. Uh, one of Andy's favorites. Uh, just a quick, quick word about Scott and his videos. Yeah, he has some inside sources that he really can't name, but they are his inside sources. Of course, he can't name them because they are infiltrated into. Oh, so plants he, in the deep. Sea. They're nice. plants, right? Nice. So nice. anyway, he he's getting info directly from some of these these people and also um, I think he's he's got somebody from one of these operators that are infiltrating the dumb tunnels and all that you know the the deep operations so anyway he's going to read something he gets from them and that's that's going to be our first segment he's the Patriot Street Fighter uh, the, the thing that I want to get into on Evergreen, I'm going to actually read some of the intel that I got, so it's direct. I will translate what I have to, but here is more specifics that I got on Evergreen. Subject, seizure of enemy surface vessels and submarines. And then, of course, also, it's translated into, there's all, so sometimes it'll be, part of it English some might be a different language it could be Sanskrit it could be Russian it could be it could be Latin it could be a lot of different things and there's a reason why it's written that way but basically there are these there are hijacking hijackings of these ships and submarines going on by the good guys now here's what I got um, notification was received and it, and it says commanding officer colonel SJD authorizes teams mission statement release so this was now authorized to release it. I'm bringing it to you. Number two, interdiction mission, Operation Evergreen, and Joint Special Operation Command actioned. Three, active boarding teams given. So on these teams that were, and this is obviously a joint operation, uh, U.S. Navy SEALs, DevGrew, of course you guys know what DevGrew is, uh, you SEALs, Spets Group A, and that appears to be um, Russian Special Operators, Directorate A of the FSB Special Purpose Center. Again, that's their, I guess you'd call it their new KGB. Um, uh, let's see, Spets Group V Team slash KBG Directorate uh, V or 5 Vega Group. Then the, the next one, the subset of the active boarding teams is our protection team, and I'm going to leave the number out because I don't know. Um, when I say when it says our protection team, 
this is Overwatch. Uh, so I guess at some level it'll tell you who these people are to a degree and what they're capable of uh, in that in terms of these type of operations. So our protection team, XYZ, infiltrated Evergreen already aboard coordinated strike interdiction mission. So here's what it means. Boarding given, boarding cranes were used, access to Evergreen was given, uploading completed, human intelligence, dead on arrival, 1,366 souls, alive on arrival, 1,245. Therefore, by the time they got there, apparently there were 1,366 people that were dead on that ship which means we know, as I mentioned the other day, that there were reasons why this operation went this way, shut down the Suez Canal, because you know any ship in position for ingress or egress, which is coming in or going out, now can be stopped and boarded and their cargo you know, manifests reviewed and actually go look for cargo on these ships that actually is not on the cargo manifest. And allow them to do that legally. Um, and then, of course, what they discover, they can go from there. So that was a planned operation for that reason. One of the reasons is this, is that they uh, basically, um, there is the shot manufactured, obviously, over in that region of the world where it's coming from China and going through the canal to get where it needs to go. Um, get my battery put in here so we don't lose a general. So, as they mentioned to me, Overwatch mentioned to me, like human beings, uh, I'll just call it the shot to keep us from getting targeted immediately. The shot also has an expiration date. If it's not in a certain place at a certain location, you know, or, or at a certain time, then they probably don't have the capacity for the refrigeration, which I understand has to be like below zero, possibly. I just you hear it from what I've heard in the past. Therefore, that means that these things expired and the, the, the shots were now ruined. And that was part of the operation to, to ruin them, to seize them, ruin them, make them uh, render useless. If these things really worked, why would it be setting up operations to interfere with the flow of that? Because that's what they're doing. They know, you know, they know what's happening here. So they're trying to stop it. You're not trying to stop a good solution for the world for a, you know, uh, a threat like that, you're going to make it happen, whether or not there's interdiction for a reason. Um, they also found weapons on there. And, and uh, Kirsten mentioned this the other day. There were heavy weapons on these ships, and these ships were headed to 100 different drop-off points, and these weapons were all weapons going to be used to take down or invade or take over the Five Eyes nations, U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Um, there's intelligence agencies all collaborate, spy on citizens like MI6 will spy on us over here. People, the cons in America are not supposed to because it's against their charter. They do it anyways. But at least they can say, oh, we get this from MI6 because they're allowed to give information about you know people they found in their countries. Hey, we found this. Hand it over to the cons in America. And that's how they get around it. So... Um, so we know about that. We know about the weapons. We know about the, the, the trafficking. Um, we know about the, the shot. Uh, that's part of the operation. It does say here, it says um, confirmed hair trigger alert response. 
strategic nuclear weapon at launch on warning status recovered. Interdiction successful, all threats removed, direct action teams, success. And in this intel dispatch, it says strategic nuclear weapon aboard Evergreen was to detonate if vessel compromised. Why didn't it detonate? Well, U.S. Space Force, 21st Space Wing's 4th Space Control Squadron at Peterson Air Force Base, Colorado, jammed the original electronic signal. Vessel then ran aground. Strategic nuclear weapon deactivated. Successful. Undisclosed operators on board Evergreen assisted with mission set. Complete. This was for immediate public release. That's what I'm bringing to you today. That's what's happened and is happening currently with their Evergreen operation. So if people don't understand that the Patriots are in control, nothing is going to help you get you know get get a handle on that fact. Because if the Patriots weren't in control, I said this before, who's in who's in control? The person that's at the uh, sound stage for Castle Rock, the, the 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 whatever it is with white hair that falls up steps. I mean, most people fall down steps. This clown falls up steps. But uh, who's in control? Those clowns, that administration, or somebody else? The person that's always in control is the person with the guns. Period. And we know who has the guns, military. So they're doing what they need to do. That was a report from Scott McKay. Andy, can you tell us anything about this report here? Um, before this, is, this is just a, a child who was found on the border. And this is in Spanish. But um, you mm-hmm. can just see how scared the kid is. It's not very long at all. Oh, okay. Short video here. Very short. Here wow yeah the poor kid he he was traveling with a group not with his parents just with a group Mm-hmm. Here's Nikki Haley. So this report from Fox News re- uh, references this child. And the other small children, I'm sure, Ambassador, you saw last week those two small girls, ages three and five, that were just dropped over the border wall, left to fend for themselves. Thankfully, we can tell you that they, too, were rescued. You're offering a solution to this problem today. What do we do to fix it? Well, it'll break anyone's heart. And, you know, I think what you it's not about coming up with a new solution. We had the solution. I mean, the Trump administration had the same migrant problem, but they fixed it. And what they did was they used tough love with our friends. You know, Guatemala and Honduras are friends of America. They are not anti-American. These kids are and, and so many of these migrants are coming from Central America. And what the president did was he gave them tough love. He said, this is what we expect of you. We will partner with you, but you've got to control the situation in your country. If they want asylum, they have to apply from there. From there, he worked through the through Mexico, which is where they were coming from, to make sure that we had a handle on it. It's really unacceptable that Biden is so obsessed with Trump reversals. 
that he'll literally put the American public and these kids at risk the way he is. And then he gives Kamala Harris, um, apparently she's the one in charge. This is the same person that encouraged 7,000 migrants to come to America. She referred to ICE as the KKK. She's now in charge of this. She's been missing in action. And God help us if she ever becomes president. Because if this is how she handles a uh, crisis, um, I mean, I just can't imagine how she would run our country. And so it's really devastating. But, you know, the one thing we did, and I traveled to Honduras and Guatemala, we had these conversations with them. And it was help us help you. But we're not going to sit there and put up with your problems. And these smugglers are coming they're making money on every one of those children. They're making money on everyone. They will leave a child if they don't have their shoes. They will leave a child if they're too slow. It's inhumane. It's unacceptable. And, you know, really, this is the idea that anyone would be okay with the way Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are handling this is, is just unthinkable. Jen Psaki said that everything is handled and there aren't any problems at the border. <laughs> I really liked how she said, well, if this is how she's going to handle that, then God forbid she's our president. <laughs> Go Nikki, man. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> Come the kids uh, with the migrants from all over Central America, uh, Honduras, Guatemala, you name it, right? Now keep in mind, once they go into this facility, the Border Patrol completely washes their hands of them. If they test negative, they're marched right down the street to Catholic Charity. From there, they're given clothes, food, uh, financial assistance. The debit cards that they have have over $1,200 per person. They're then taken to the McAllen Airport in unmarked vans, and then they're released into the United States to a destination city of their choice. Now here's a clip from some patriotic Americans who spotted a carload of children being smuggled in broad daylight. Infowars, who was present there, rolling uh, film there. You were present on the scene. Uh, this is the stuff that the media absolutely will not show you, Rob. Take us through this. How did you end up there? And uh, take us through this whole story. It, that was kind of the end of a two-day journey. Uh, Stu, and thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, so we went down there with Alex to do some investigation, kind of continue where our last crew had left off. And our last crew had kind of found from the Donna facility, um, which is you know uh, east of... Um, East of McAllen, 
then to a COVID testing facility, then to the Christian charity, and then they get taken to the airport where they track them in the airport. And the key is all these people have manila envelopes that they get from the Christian charity. But let's go back to Project Veritas. Right before that, they found they had hidden camera footage of the the migrant camp underneath the International Bridge where migrants are surrounded by orange fencing, construction fencing, and they're sleeping on dirt floor, essentially, underneath a bridge. So we actually went to the spot where on land you can get to that, but it's blocked off, and the you know there's do not trespass signs and all that, and supposedly army rangers guarding the perimeter. Uh, and we were documenting buses coming out of there through a, a gate in the fence that can't close now, thanks to Biden. These gates aren't allowed to be shut. So they drive in giant tour buses through from that camp through the gate onto U.S. soil, and then they take them to the Donna facility, which there's a video of Alex Jones confronting the guards there. We were bullhorning there yesterday. Uh, we talked to some of the law enforcement who said, hey, go go in the back by the levee, and you can actually see into it. So there's a levee behind that facility. That's And this is all city property that's being leased by the federal government. So we're documenting the buses going in with kids. Then uh, smaller vans and other buses pick kids up there and take them to a COVID testing facility in downtown McAllen. So that's maybe a 20, 30-minute drive. Once they get tested, the positives go to a, uh, a quarantine hotel, which also houses regular people. So if we're really concerned about a pandemic, we're not that concerned, apparently. We're not concerned and about also, a pandemic. I mean, everybody knows that. but Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then the other ones that aren't COVID positive are taken to a Christian charity, which is where we want, and that's right down the street from the COVID testing facility. And then across the street from the, the Christian charity is a bus stop, or they get taken to the airport, which is maybe a 15-minute drive, or to another shelter, uh, which is a giant church uh, down the road more, another you know, 15, 20-minute drive. This is one occurrence so anyway, that we saw. I mean, there's multiple occurrences like what we just saw going on. I mean, dozens of them yeah. daily. Uh, this this is happening. Uh, you guys caught this one on film, obviously. Alex doing the patriotic thing, jumping in front. I mean, he, this is the humanitarian thing to do. He's stopping this yeah. from happening. Uh, you guys catch it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I just, I'm oh, processing all right. this it, stuff. It's, it's shocking footage. It is. Because as we're walking up, this guy's opening up the hatchback and putting these kids in. And one of our security guards, who's just a normal human, he's a father, he goes, hey, you got car seats for them kids, which is a normal, you know, we're in the United States of America. There's laws about putting kids in car seats, or at least in seatbelts. They were just putting them in the back like luggage. And the guy's shutting the door, and one of the kids is peeking out at us like, what are you guys doing? And, and then we start filming it, and Alex gets in front of the car to stop it. And then he's joined by our head of security, uh, Tim who gets in front of it as well. And they're like, no, you're not moving. You're not moving. And then I guess there's a lot that we were kind of causing a commotion in the street. Cause we want to bring this to people's attention. People start pulling up, pouring out of sh uh, shops. They're at the bus stop looking at us. And then the cops pull up pretty much within a, two minutes of this happening. They were up, up the street. I guess they heard about it. They drive on over and they want to see what the commotion is. And this is the most interesting thing of this whole thing. When we tell the cop, these kids are in the back with no seatbelts. He kind of goes, they're not wearing seatbelts, almost like, what's the big deal? You know, like, but I'm going to do my job because you guys have cameras, so I'm going to actually look in here. They didn't give this guy a ticket. For one, two police officers showed up, two different cars. They saw, they witnessed the mother holding a kid on, uh, on her lap, a small child, three small children in the luggage compartment of the hatchback, and then in the front seat was a young lady, I would say between 13 and 15, looked about six months pregnant. Nobody was wearing seatbelts. Nobody's wearing seatbelts. And they're just going to drive them to a facility. Who knows what happens? It becomes a footnote if there's an accident. 
you know, uh, four migrant children and two uh, young adults died in a car accident. Uh, and this guy was taking him to this church. He had a, a sticker on the side of his car, uh, said something to Glacier. I got a good shot of it. But it, there was so much going on at that moment. And then we stayed there. And by us staying there, we stopped that that pipeline. We kind of plugged up the pipeline right there because they couldn't bring any more people from the COVID testing facility there because they were full. When they opened the door, there's people sitting inside the doorway crammed in there. And they that's how many people were in there. So they need people. To, it's like the a fingers of this story goes so far. The fingers, the, 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 the people, the amount of millions of people that this affects, just the pipeline that you slowed up that day, just right there yesterday, yeah. just that, uh, the, because the, what happens to these people afterwards? Well, they, they get on board uh, planes and they go wherever they so choose to any place in the, in the country, folks. You're living in a uh, <laughs> inland United States of America. You're living in Omaha, Nebraska. These people are coming to you. You're living in Minneapolis. You're living in Philadelphia. You're living in, uh, you know, uh, Utah or Nevada. These people are coming your way. They're bogging down your educational system. They're uh, taking jobs away from you. They're working illegally for cash. A lot of these people are impregnated already. As you saw, they've been raped along the way. Uh, this is the stuff the mainstream media, none of the media will touch anymore because since Trump came down the escalator, obviously all integrity has left journalism for the most part, unless you're watching TV or here at Patriotically Correct. You're probably not getting the full story. How many people would you estimate uh, that you prevented from being smuggled yesterday? Uh, I would say probably 50 to 100 in the hour and a half that we were around there stopping them. 50 to 100 um, Only one kids. other person left at that time with her daughter, but they had a car seat in the car. And then another group tried to leave via taxi. No car seat for the – a small little kid, like maybe two and a half, maybe three years old. Um, no car seat for the kid. And but they're like, well, he's got a seatbelt on. It's like, no, man, there's laws here. And this was a taxi cab company that was taking these kids. Can you imagine? And it, and that guy acted like, well, I'm just doing what I'm being told to do. There's so much federal money flooding this area right now. People just don't care about the law. That's why I think the policeman was so nonchalant about it. There's apparently a hotel that's owned by a local judge where all the migrants are also being kept when they they get moved around. Um, we haven't verified that, but that's what we're hearing. And we're hearing this judge might have met with the mayor and the head of this Christian ministry to form this deal. There's some of these activists were showing us pictures of them at a, at a restaurant. And it's like, well, what were they talking about? And it was all before the pandemic, or not before the pandemic, before all this migrant surge was happening. So this was late last year. And uh, there, was, there was another guy who came up to talk to us, kind of being like, well, listen, man, we all have to help out. If we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Kind of that little defense. And come to find out, we're told by uh, a lady who's an activist there who was, went inside to talk to the sisters. Uh, when I say sisters, the lady's running the Christian charity. She came out and she goes, that guy picks out young mothers to go work in his restaurant. He pick, and She used the term picks them out. Okay? Is that disturbing? Absolutely. That we have a system set up. It's a meat market type. That's how we're treating these people. Like little commodities. Because each one represents a dollar sum. And this, it represents a dollar sign, and it represents a person in a, in, a, in a moment or a point in their life of such desperation that they will do anything in the world to escape what they're leaving and running towards, which includes voting for Democrats. They're going to vote how they're told to vote, because if they don't, they lose that check. Uh, they lose their rent assistance. They lose their food. They lose their plane tickets. They lose their entitlements. They'll put on whatever T-shirt you give them at the border as 
proven by the photographs that we have aired right here on this program. They still have the creases on them, brand new, fresh out of the package. Joe Biden let us in. Uh, you know, all, of the, all these things. And then they will be completely subservient to the state for their entire life. So as you are encouraged to not have kids, you're encouraged to not procreate. And the reason for this is because you already have a mind that allows yourself to, to understand what freedom really looks like, what it really means. These people don't know what freedom really looks like or means. And so they become completely subservient to the state, which is, in effect, without firing a single shot is where you get your communism, your totalitarianism, the absence of the rule of law, which is why you saw the lackadaisical approach by these cops down there. This guy wasn't ticketed. He had young kids in the back of this, in the hatchback. You saw it right there. Yeah. Uh, ban this.tv exclusive footage. You saw them. I mean, this, this is not edited. This is not doctored. This is not made up. This guy lying about who he works for. He's right there in front of it. And then these people, the worst part about it is... These people pose as these Christian do-gooders when, in fact, yeah. they are participating in the work of the devil. Amen. Drew Hernandez, uh, who showed up and was with us during that time, uh, he's an activist as well. We went around back at one point, and he's questioning one of the head sisters. He said, is this very Christ-like to stuff kids in a car without seatbelts? And she literally slams the door on him instead of even talking to him. I mean, it's like these people, It's there must be so much money flowing through the hands for each body and as long as they have a name or a picture attached to something and they're passing out manila envelopes boom i think that that's money coming from the federal government and the federal government is literally financing its own destruction at this point by bringing in people who aren't who haven't been vetted now i don't think these these little kids aren't terrorists or anything but they're they're being used as pawns they're being used as a political wedge and it's and they're creating an un, they want to create a bigger underclass that they can control. That's the Democrats love the pressure from below. That's their job is to create the pressure from below, and then we have the pressure from below from above from the giant Soros factions, and they're trying to squeeze us, and that's what they want to do. The globalist factions, the round table of people. This is absolutely one hundred percent intentional on purpose and by design. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, you guys over there at Infowars and Alex Jones, you guys, Rob, going down there doing. I mean, this is. This is incredible work. The full video can be seen at BanThis.tv exclusively uh, over at InfoWars, BanThis.tv. Rob Dew, InfoWars, thank you so much for being here. We're going to talk to the congressman, Paul Gosar, next, who's in Arizona and has more pictures that the media will not show you as we continue to dive into this crisis. Rob, thanks again. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you, Stu. Have a good one. We just need to take a moment now, absorb what we heard here and then do something about it. Now, as Christians, we know there is a power of prayer and we do not doubt that power of prayer. We never have doubted it. We know that it works. And so we're just going to take a moment to pray for the children and for the entire world because human trafficking has now surpassed all crime in the world globally but one, all but one. International drug trafficking is the only one with more dollars attached to it at this moment, but human trafficking is still outgrowing it. It mm -hmm. is the fastest growing and number two overall, which means it's headed for number one. Yeah, so sad. So let's, let's just pray. Let's just pray for the children. Heavenly Father, 
we love you and we thank you so much for the children that we have and the children that you've given us the opportunity to care for. We also know, Lord, there are so many children that have been abandoned like the little boy at the border. Also, thousands that were found aboard the Evergreen deceased and for even thousands more that were found alive what happens in their life. Mm -hmm. Lord, we know you have a plan and we don't understand why this stuff happens, but we do know that you've given us the assurance in your word that we are not going to understand it and it isn't our job to understand it, but it is our duty and our job to pursue your will and those things that are all according to what you would want us to do. Lord, I just uh, I pray for these children. I pray, Lord, that, that your Holy Spirit will surround them and, and that uh, you will draw them close to you. I pray for the world around us, Lord, who are blind to the situation, who don't see it or who can't see it. Lord, open their eyes. Help them, Lord, to see what they can handle. Help them to understand that there is evil out there and that we are living in a fallen world. And this is not our home, but we sure do care about it. We know, Lord, that ultimately we will be living with you in heaven, but Lord, you created this earth to glorify you and, and this is not glorifying to you, Lord. May we glorify you in the fight. Help us, Lord to do what we can to shine a light into the darkness so that the darkness may flee. It's in your heavenly name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. We appreciate you listening. Remember, visit diggingdeeper.us for more or call in at 940-386-1806 and let us know what your thoughts are. If you'd like to be on the show, that's great. If not, we can surely use your thoughts and your research capabilities. Join us at diggingdeeper.us. Until next time, keep your eyes open.